Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Nice outing for Louis Varlin last night uh, for the Twins Jim, former Wilmer Stinger. So we uh, obviously have a little more of an emotional investment in his career. He looked great. He did. Uh, you know, his, his M.O. is that he doesn't have the world's greatest stuff, but that he's a competitor and a grinder. He's going to find a way. I thought yesterday he looked like a really good big league pitcher with really good stuff who knew how to use it. I thought that was the complete package. Uh, that's a very good team he's pitching against, and his stuff played. Um, mm-hmm. You know, He was able to get very good command. Uh, we've seen so often in baseball this year that even if you're 99 down the middle, it's going to get hit a long way. Mm-hmm. He did not pitch in the middle of the zone. He mixed his pitches. So combination of uh, you know mental toughness, know-how, command, and his stuff is good enough. I thought I saw him touching 97 with his fastball yep. a little bit. And, and he talked about making sure that he has his arm slot in the right position, that if he gets a little too high with his elbow, everything kind of flattens out on him. Uh, it looks like he's made some good adjustments. Yes, and you know all pitchers have to deal with that as they go through the season. They're always looking at video and uh, getting advice from their pitching coach. Uh, Pete Mackey, by the way, stepping in for Wes Johnson, seems to have done very well for this team. Uh, and I think Barlin's a great example of that. Barlin? really profiled as kind of a, you know, organizational depth guy. Mm-hmm. As a sixth or seventh best starter, he would come up only to, you know, he do kind of what Aaron Sanchez did last year. Uh, and he looks better than that. Yeah. Uh, his stuff is better. His uh, his results are better. And I, I, I just thought he was great. I, and let's give ourselves some credit here, too, Todd. We talked all yesterday about, you know, break, breaking out of slumps and what mm-hmm. this team had to do. Right. It was like they listened to what we had to say. Right. Uh, they They took pitches. They drove up the pitch counter on a very good young pitcher. Yeah. They hit the ball the other way, and they hit the ball the other way with people on base. It was actually, you know, it, that was as good a Twins games we've seen this year, and they did it without Royce Lewis, Carlos Correa, or Byron Buxton. Yeah, with Lewis, you know, we expected that. But it is curious that both Correa and Buxton missed. And Buxton missed the first game, too, and they won that one. For the longest time, they had just a ridiculous win percentage with Buxton versus without him. But that was when he was playing center field more, right? I mean, you know, as a DH, not quite the same impact. It's not quite the same. You still want him in the lineup. And and the other thing is, you know, right now he's a hitter and a base runner, uh, but you're missing the defense in center field. And when he is in a slump as he is right now, then he's just another bad DH. You know, I mean, I mean, listen, I expect him to produce. I expect him to have a good season yeah. as long as he's healthy and he still makes a difference, but it's not quite the same. No, uh, especially in center field, which can steal a lot of runs. If you got a guy that yeah. can go out there, uh, Hughes is a, uh, I mean, Taylor's a good uh, center fielder, but he doesn't have the offensive impact. So you're kind of using two guys for one spot a little bit. That's exactly right. And with all the extra bats they seem to be accumulating in this organization, I still say their best team is Buxton center field and one of the good young bats at DH. Mm-hmm. Taylor's done a good job. He's done his job. He's, you know, he's hit in spots. He's not going to be a great hitter overall. And he's fielded well. He's a professional. He's a good guy to have on the team. But it's not the same thing as having Byron Buxton out there. It right. just isn't. He's kind of a fourth outfielder type, Taylor. Yes. Uh, you know, when he was younger, sure, you can put him out there if he can, you know, hit to an OPS that at least approaches league average, which he's a little bit below that uh, so yep. far this year. But a, but a quality guy to have on the team. I love how he comports himself on the field. No, he's very much a pro. Yep. He knows yep. what he's doing. He runs the bases well. He makes fundamental plays. He has good range. He's a good athlete. He can put a charge in the ball every once in a while. But just over the course of 162, the production isn't going to be there. Yeah. 
you know, it's hard to find pitchers, develop them, bring them up. But one organization that, well, there's more than one, but one that I'm thinking of right now, Cleveland has done a nice job of that. And then they allow their pitchers to move on, uh, you know, once they reach uh, free agency or even be- just before uh, free agency. But another guy that Tunsil faced tonight in this, Bybee, looks like another find for the Cleveland organization. Yeah, and it's funny because the Twins hired Derek Falvey from Cleveland in mm-hmm. part because of that organization's success in uh, drafting, developing their own pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Derek has gone a different way. They're, right now you see the Twins drafting and developing a lot of really good position players. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to pitchers, they've traded for their best pitchers in general. Uh, but they have, you know, they have accumulated pitchers. They just Most of it has been by a trade. Uh, Cleveland continues to do it. Now mm-hmm. Cleveland has not done as good a job as drafting and developing position players. Right. Uh, and they, they have trouble scoring runs, uh, and the pitching might not be good enough to drag that lineup across the finish line. Jose Ramirez, one guy they did find. But other than that, uh, yeah, they have been lacking in the bats. And for the Twins, uh, pitching-wise, I'm surprised that, you know, Blazovich looks like he was on the fast track and he's been lost the last two years. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he got in a fight in spring Uh, training. The organization wasn't very happy with that. He ended up hurting himself. He ended up uh, getting a late start this year. Listen, there are redemption stories all over pro sports and especially in baseball. If he turns it around, gets his head on straight – pitches well there will always be a place for him but he's he moved himself from you know the next guy who would have a chance to being you know way down the pecking order yeah no doubt about that hey uh so we we talked about the links a little bit earlier this week and you had a column on them as well and you were uh wondering if they're indeed uh trying to tank the season and get the the number one pick right now it's they would never come out and admit they were tanking uh but they're playing a lot of young players right now well i they're really playing their best players a lot of minutes. They just don't have many good players. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course they're going to play Diamond Miller, or number two pick, and develop her. Uh, it's the you know, most curious move they made is Ariel Powers, who's kind of their big, probably the biggest free agent they've signed yet, uh, has been coming off the bench. I just don't think Cheryl likes the way she plays and thinks she's better coming off and just uh, getting her shot rather than having to play within the flow of an offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really, listen, you know, here's the thing. Cheryl tried really hard to get Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot this winter. If she had gotten both, they would be contending for a championship this year. When they didn't get either, uh, they're, still, they're still trying to win games as the games are being played. Yeah, they're still playing hard. They're coaching hard. They're just not good enough now. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully can develop. And if anybody could get them turned around and headed in the right direction, that's Cheryl Reeve. Yes, but you do need talent. Yep. Uh, Greg Popovich when he had great players, won championships. When he didn't have great players, he is at the bottom of the standings. You have to have players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe Diamond Miller develops into one of those pieces. Uh, but they, to me, they what they need is they need that transformative star who makes, um, you know, makes Nafisa Collier your second best player, and Diamond Miller your third best player, yeah. and Caleb McBride your fourth best player, and Jesse Shepard your fifth best player. That's you know you bump those down people down a rung, and all of a sudden you're saying, okay, with this star leading that group, this is really good. Right now, all those players to me are having to play a step above their capabilities. Mm. Uh, so they're in action tonight. Uh, the um, uh, NBA is uh, has Victor Wembanyama coming in, but one guy decided. <laughs> He wasn't ready for the NBA yet. Was Zach Eady, another seven foot four guy, completely different from Wembanyama. He's not as mobile and things like that. But but uh, interesting that uh, Eady decided not to come out when you've had a chance to see him. I, I thought he'd probably come to the NBA this year. I'm sure he could. 
be on an NBA roster and play in the NBA and make a good check and all that. Mm-hmm. If, if he doesn't need the money, it's probably a good decision to stay in, try to develop uh, more of a, an offensive palette, uh, try to develop a little more physically so when he goes in the league, he's not just you know the tw- 11th player in the roster and, and getting a check that maybe he's the 7th player in the roster and actually making an impact. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't blame anybody who comes out and gets the money, yeah. but in terms of pure basketball, he can still develop. Yeah. Uh, so today's June 1st. That's a big day in the NFL offseason. For some, uh, it could mean some movement on the Delvin Cook front for the Vikings, couldn't it? Yeah, I. it feels like they're going to be able to trade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this might take a few days as they try to build up some kind of a bidding war. Obviously, the, the fallback is just to release him and save the money. But if they trade him, they save money, and they get a pick in return. You know, that would probably be the, the optimal outcome here. Everybody knows the Dolphins are interested uh, there are rumors that there are other teams interested in this as well, so we just have to see how this plays out. Kind of saves the Vikings uh, salary cap money if they trade him. What if they cut him? Is there a difference then between the two? Uh, there's a difference. Yeah. I think they I think they save more if they – I'll have to look this up. I yeah. think they save more if they cut him than if they trade him, but obviously they value the draft pick. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.